<laughs> I was gonna say, did that start off with the with the Michael Keaton Batman music? Yes, that's my favorite. Yes, so, Danny. So speaking of that that music, um, yeah. did, did, did anyone hear uh, the Empire music? Basically, yes. Because okay. every time but, I they, like they they played that entire song in the credits. Yeah, and I'm like, why does this sound so freaking familiar? And I'm okay. like, it's the Empire music from Star Wars. It's kind of yeah, it's like a slowed down version. So Michael Giacano is the uh, composer. Here are some things that he's been in. Number one, I'll say because of Jared Rogue One. Mm. <laughs> okay. Do you remember his Imperial? It's not the Imperial March, so it's not John no. Williams. He had his yeah, it sound like that. Uh, here's some stuff that he's done. I'm sure you guys will recognize a couple of these titles. Ready? <clears throat> Incredibles. Yes. Ratatouille. Mm. Star Trek 2009. Alias. Oh. Lost. Fringe. Mission Impossible 3. Up. Cars 2. Jurassic World. Doctor Strange. Rogue Ones. All the Spider-Mans. And see if you guys recognize this song. I don't know any of those. He wrote this. Oh, so he's the one who created the new fanfare. So this guy is pretty much like the elite modern, director he's like a, for movies. So he's basically the modern day John Williams. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good. I like a lot of his stuff. What John Williams is doing something. He's working on a project yes. now. Yes. What is it? Yes. Star Wars. That's right. Yeah. Kenobi. Yes. They brought him back for the Kenobi show. I was like, that's wow. Awesome. That's fantastic, dude. But dude, it, basically, it, it, like the music of our childhood is basically John Williams, John yeah. Williams, Danny Elfman. Yeah, um, those are the two big ones, probably. And then he moves into like Hans Zimmer, my boy. That's true. Now, yeah, because he did all the, he does all the Nolan stuff, doesn't he? Yes. I'm so let's talk speaking, about speaking of Nolan. A little Even little Batman. fun little fun trivia about. Uh, Robert Pat- Robert Pattinson playing playing Batman. So he went to do his screen test right when he was working on Tenet. And oh he yeah. Had, he lied. <laughs> he lied to Chris Nolan. Oh no. And said he and said he had to leave to for a family emergency because he didn't want Chris Nolan to get mad that he was going to screen test for another film while working on a Chris Nolan film because apparently Chris Nolan takes his shit very seriously. Why would he get mad about that, though? That's the job. <clears throat> well, the funny thing is, it's like when Robert Pattinson apparently got back to set, Chris Nolan looked at him and said, you went and screen tested for the Batman movie, didn't you? <laughs> and he's like, how did you know? <laughs> you can't, that guy's so smart. <laughs> Which I've seen interviews with Robert Pattinson. Everyone calls him Rob. Ah. Call him Rob now. I'm like, okay. Ready, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Batman. Rob's in a cave, apparently. This I loved it. Favorite Batman. Ready? <laughs> if you don't get that reference, look up the internet. I love it. Look up the internet. <laughs> All right, so here's the question. I walked out of the theater and wanted to know right away, even though I know I was the first to see it. One of you didn't like this movie. I guarantee it. So who didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Jared? I... <laughs> There's uh, always a lot of them. It's, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that it didn't impress me. So you don't... Do you care for noir films? Because this definitely was a noir film. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know how many of those I've ever watched. This movie um, had me like it had some serious the crow vibes for like the first twenty minutes. I was crow. Um, I've seen it compared to seven. I was like, oh yeah, it is a lot. Like oh, seven. with all the rain, yeah. Um, just being a lot, a lot of rain. Yeah, I love the rain. Oh, Tons my God. of rain. Loved it. I mean, I realized about ten minutes in that it was basically like a psychological movie to a point. That's a, yep. Um, my. Pr- my biggest problem with the movie is the pacing. Oh, <laughs> biggest problem with it. It 
it, I, love, I get that I, it's I a psychological it. movie, but they basically drug out every scene. Yeah. S- dragging the audience along going, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out before we move on. And I'm like, yeah. just move the fuck on already. <laughs> no, dude. See, I, I, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I feel like this is a movie that DC finally learned their lesson. And they came in and they started to chop stuff up and somebody shut the door and said, fuck off, editors. It's going to be two hours and 56 minutes long. We should have learned our lesson by now. We're releasing it as two hours and 56 minutes long. And whoever made that decision, thank you. So at the very beginning, you get like Warner Brothers logo. There's no sound whatsoever. It was eerie. Mm -hmm. DC logo, still no sound. Batman logo. Still no sound. Then Ave Maria starts playing, right? Which and I get... thought was really yeah. weird. I know. I love it. It made no it's sense. So as soon as the Batman logo come up, comes up, you start hearing that. I'm like, what well, the it makes fuck? sense later in the movie, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it shows Riddler like looking like just being a peeper through his. And you're just like, and it was way too long. And I loved it because it just everything felt uncomfortable you know you're like it was setting the tone for the movie right there like this movie's not necessarily going to make you comfortable and be like hey this is an avengers film (laughs) you know no this is a batman being the world's greatest detective and i loved every second yep and that's exactly what matt reese was going for yeah apparently action movie and psychological thriller i I think i enjoy I, i enjoyed it because that is what a lot of the comics are like and we've seen Batman as the superhero, you know, the uh, swinging through the everywhere. The only time he flew was the one time in the middle of the movie. Spoilers. I didn't play my sound. Um, but the one time where the cho- the cops are chasing him all the way up yeah. and he's, yeah. he has no choice but to jump or they're going to get him. And he used his little flying squirrel outfit, which and <laughs> you could tell he was like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> And that's what I really loved about this Batman, too, because he fucked himself up on that landing. Like, I, I love that this Batman was, to me, much more on the realistic side of things, comparatively. Oh, oh no. I, I feel like everything in this movie is as close to realism as you could possibly get with, like, a film, especially some sort of, like, hero film. Um, it, you ever read the comic um, Year One? This is a, kind of based on that. But at the same time, they've sort of stepped one step away from that in that Batman already knows everybody. Like, he's been established. He's still trying to figure things out. Well, he did say, like, he's been at this for two years. So this is fairly early in his prime fighting career. Yeah, at the very beginning, he's writing in a journal, and he closes it, and it says year two on it. So yeah. he's he's been doing it for a while, but he clearly <laughs> doesn't have everything figured out, which is what this story is. It helps him figure everything out but he's already got that relationship with gordon so they're like a detective team and so i I liked it because it wasn't the year one story which you've sort of seen over and over again you know not that that's a bad story but he's still like you said joe he has not figured this out and he's getting his butt whooped even when he's like okay there's a bunch of guys i'm gonna fight them and he's still getting his like he's not getting his butt handed to him but he's not landing every punch and he's still getting hit over the head from the back and He's not perfect. It's really fun to see, you know, when we're so used to the Avengers being perfect. So and what else did you be perfect? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. So besides the pacing, Jared, what else did you like? What was that's pretty much it to me. <laughs> in, in, my, <laughs> in my opinion, there's probably that movie should have probably been two hours. Oh, I know you would have enjoyed it more, Jared, but I would have hated the movie if it was two hours. I'd have been like, why did this go so quick? Because those three hours did not feel like three hours. Oh, it felt like three hours to me. It didn't to me. me. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I want to go back and see it. I I literally, because because it was a movie theater and not my home movie where I can't hit the button and see the progress bar, I looked at my watch three times during that movie. That's how slow it was to me. That sucks. And <laughs> I mean, I like when when <clears throat> when they're in the when they're in a scene where they're figuring something out. When there was actual action, I love the movie. It was everything in between. 
all of the delay, all of the long drawn out parts that weren't them figuring something out was a point that I felt that they could have cut out. And there was so many of them that if they had, and they would have shortened the gaps in between things, it would have been a two hour movie. No, it would, I, it wouldn't be a two hour, maybe two and a half, but like it in the, um, in the subway scene where you first meet Batman and you hear his footsteps doof, doof, doof. and then he slowly comes out of the shadows and he's still slowly like to me that was sort of Matt Reeves way of saying this is the pace of the movie we're not going to go fast and balls out the whole time <laughs> and the first time he did that I thought it was epic the second time they did it I thought it was boring ah, I, I loved it I don't know. There's something about just him being slow and methodical, and he's probably in a lot of pain all the time too. So that's part of the, part of the reason why he's doing it. To, but it's to, also an intimidation thing. To, I bet. to answer Adam's question from the very start of the before we started diving into it, um, I immediately came home and watched my the, my favorite Batman, um, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. And that, okay, Jared. And but, that or, movie is perfectly paced. Dana, what's your favorite Batman movie? Um, wasn't there one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah man. Wasn't that Batman Forever? Definitely Robin. not that one. <laughs> um, chill. I kind of think I, I'm. I just have. There's a special place in my heart for the very first one. Batman 1989. Yeah. Yeah. That's. that's if you go back and watch it, it, it can't be as hell, but it's so Well, fun. it was Tim Burton, but it wasn't like second or third movie Tim Burton. Um That's my number two. It was there was a lot of it was kind of a, a caricature, but it was based on a comic book, so I kind of expected that. But um Batman eighty nine was perfect for us in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, like, for when it came out. We were all little kids, you're just like, Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> Yeah. And even though we all grew up on the TV show as well, because it was in reruns. Yeah. <laughs> so about you, Joe? My favorite, honestly, uh, the 1989 is definitely a close second, and mostly because the childhood memories it invokes, right? It came out in 1989. I was eight or nine years old. I remember going to the theater with my parents to go see it, and like I was all about some Batman then. But from a cinematic standpoint, I think the greatest Batman movie ever made and the one that I will always immediately pick out to go watch again is the dark Knight, right? Uh, the dark Knight, Yeah. Uh, with, with Heath Ledger. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah. it's honestly, it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect movie. Yeah. I, that's my favorite Batman as well. Um, it's perfect. I really, really enjoyed this Batman just because it was like, we're going straight on detective, but I, of course, love 1989 as well. That's just, like I said, for our age, I think that's just going to be special to all of us for, even though it's, <laughs> you go back, it's campy as hell, but it's, yeah, like, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it kind of broke my heart when I rewatched it recently for the first time in probably 20 years. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is rough. <laughs> nearly as campy as the next two though. Oh yeah. Which is. The pen is truly mightier than the sword. Okay, so here's the follow-up question. Venus mightier. <laughs> not not mo movies notwithstanding, but just sheer performance, acting chops, and bringing the character to life. Who is your favorite Batman huh. actor? Can you name all of the Batmans? Well, we have the we Batman. Have, um, Val Kilmer. We've got. Michael um, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Well, Michael Keaton first. Val Kilmer, yeah. George Clooney. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, the original. What's his name? Um, Adam West. Adam West. Adam yeah. West, yeah. So let's yeah. do them in order. Adam West, then um, Michael Keaton, and then it was Val Kilmer after Michael mm -hmm. Keaton, wasn't it? Yeah. Val Clooney. Clooney, and then um, what's his nuts? <laughs> oh, I'm Batman. Whatever the hell his name. Christian Bale, Bale, and then now... Wait, wait I got it, I got it. now oh, Rob man. Patterson. Rob Patterson. You forgot a couple. Really? 
Are we going TV you're, shows or something? You're going obscure now. I am going to go obscure. Although, are, 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 I'm not talking animated series. Nope. Live action. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the animated who is. I mean, if I'm going to pick up a Batman, I'm going to pick him because it's perfect. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like if I, we're doing I, live. I know action. if I know if you would pick a bat. Uh, a uh, Joker, you'd pick Mark Hamill because of the voice and everything. It's iconic. Yeah. But... I mean, I love Heath Ledger's too, but yeah. The very first... Oh, see, you're you're eating up my trivia game questions that I have for later. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I'm trying to get the years here. Well, while know. you're doing... While you're pulling that up, did you guys pick up there? It was a really quick scene inside of Wayne Manor. There is a there was a bust of Shakespeare sitting on a table. Yes, Did anybody else pick that up? <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> this this movie, no. or, you know, it does have some Easter eggs that I caught. I was like, whoa, okay. What's the Shakespeare? Reference? That's that's how the that's how they used to get into the Batcave in the original. Oh Batman. right, the uh, yeah, I pulled the thing forward and the door would open. I forgot about Batfleck. Oh Batfleck. yeah, um, you could. Um, I don't like his Batman. I really don't. I, I wanted to. I really did. Because he's a huge Batman mer- Batman nerd in real life. See, I actually like his Batman as the old, yeah. uh, like the veteran Batman who's been through everything. Right. I thought it was I too. so different from Pattinson's, too. You're like, okay. And his look was like modeled him. after the... Uh... Yes. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. McFarlane wrote it. Uh, I have no idea. Like it, was it just Dark Knight? I guess it was Dark Knight, wasn't it? It was probably, yeah his suit minus the blue they just made it darker yeah it was all just gray and he's like really like built really thick and muscular looking yeah we like the fat man doing his uh because he just uh, looked tired tosses now (laughs) i grew up on the jim starlin and jim aparo batman one was the writer one was the artist um and that those were like really big into like the detective part of things but then it was also a lot of action and he didn't pull any punches he would straight up kill a motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> well thing i will say where did batman have... start where in detective comics well yeah, yeah. right yeah you know 1939 this character is old as crap like he didn't even start in batman um the very first batman was Superman. very first batman live action Live action movie, 1943. Really? Oh. Lewis Wilson, and there was one after that, and I can't remember his name, and I can't. <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. Uh, um, and then there was um, Bruce Thomas played Batman in a um, GM commercial, apparently, like back when, uh, <laughs> back between like 89 and um, Batman Returns, that era. Holy and crap, could... that Batman in 1943 was a 15-chapter theatrical serial. Yeah. With a total total runtime of four hours and 20 minutes. Well, they didn't they didn't really have like movies back then. They would release just serials. Well, that's amazing. That's like that, Flash Gordon, that type of stuff. You know, they couldn't people didn't have time to sit there. <laughs> Gotta go win the war. Anyway. Uh also Lego Batman is uh Will Arnett. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you've never seen Lego Batman, go watch I've it. Heard, it's I've hilarious. heard it's really good. Yeah. It's so funny. So many. It wasn't Nathan Fillion in one of those. I don't know. In a no, Lego Chris, movie? Yeah, Chris Pratt did the one voice. Yeah. He's in the uh, Lego movie, in the Lego movie, too. He's the main character. Could have sworn I heard Nathan Fillion in one of them. I don't know. Did, what I will say so, speaking of the villains, we talked about the Joker, but. This version of the Riddler, I mean, we've only gotten what, like two versions of it in a live action movie. And they both been yeah. silly. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> this one, dude, I, I, I'm He's not going to lie. Like, this, he terrified me. Yeah, he was terrified. He terrified me until he took his mask off. And then he was like this little squirrel looking <laughs> kid. See, that, <laughs> made it, that made it worse for me. Yeah. And, and that was his whole speech at the end with Batman. It was he was saying the masks are the real us, which has always been like a thing that Batman has. Right. Yeah. About. How my name is actually Batman and Bruce Wayne is my mask. And yeah. that I, I love that they did that with this Riddler, having him basically say the same thing 
so that Batman can be like, oh, crap. Right. I and just want to know, who who was the dude? He, was it just a rando in Arkham Asylum that he was cracking up with at the very end? Who do you, end? Think? Who do you no, think that was? was the Joker. They, they want you to think it was a Joker, but I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be the Joker. Okay. I kind of figured as much, but I wasn't sure. It was the Irish Eternal guy. The one that like has the... Uh, Lord, the cult, the dude who could like take over people's minds. Mm. That was apparently the actor who was doing it. I'm like, well, I couldn't tell, first of all. And second of all, I don't need the Joker. I need Clayface. Clayface. How do you, how did you guys, how did you guys feel about, uh, did you, did you realize that Colin Farrell was the penguin? Yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I didn't. I knew that was him just because of, everything I've looked up over the years, because this movie, you know, has been delayed two years. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look like at Adam it, reads every single article that's written about the movie and just like absorbs everything. <laughs> and I read absolutely nothing. And I just wanted to go and be impressed by the well, movie on its own merits. But I still loved it. Oh, yeah. So but well, we've, also, we've also been too. we've also much to what Adam just said about it being delayed. We've. I'm pretty yeah. sure if you go back to some of our episodes from two or three years ago, we talked about being excited about this coming out. So, yeah. Or or being apprehensive because <laughs> the sparkle vampire is going to be Batman. That was never me. I've always said that I was looking forward to him seeing it because I, I don't know him as the Twilight douche. I don't either. I mean, I just I didn't. I knew him as Cedric so Diggory. I knew him as Cedric Diggory because I have to admit I love the Harry Potter films. Yes. And then especially after Tenet came out and I saw yeah. his acting chops in that yeah. respect. And I'm pretty sure I went and saw Tenet like four friggin' times in the theater. <laughs> because it's just such an epic fucking movie. Yeah, he did I'm with you. He did prove to me then. I was like, okay, this'll probably be fine. And then the trailer came out and you're like, oh, wow. Dude, I I geeked out when the friggin' Batmobile f- was like when it you saw it covered up on the lift down in the Batcave, but when it actually like yeah. that sound, the oh my gosh, it was, I like, was a, like yes, yeah, that's like a Dodge like charger and a jet engine starting all at the same time. It's like and everyone stops what they're doing, like what was that? And they just stand there and look at it, like what is that? <laughs> and then so it like breaks down. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Again, the like, that's so awesome. like it's his Batmobile is something that a hodgepodge real car that he like souped up and put together. And like, I love the realism in this one. I really, really do. Well, even at the beginning when he comes back and he's trying to figure out the cipher and he can't. And Alfred comes down and is like, oh, do this, that. And you know, like he still he needs help. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. He needs help from Gordon. He's still, you know, he doesn't have all these millions of contacts yet. Um, gosh, there's just, I'm trying to think of everything to unpack on this stupid movie. Jared, are you just gonna, you can take a nap, I guess, since you didn't like it. I mean, (laughs) everything that you guys, everything that you guys are talking about that you liked, I liked. I liked the fact that it was young, younger man Batman figuring shit out. I like the fact that when he did finally jump off the building, he fucked up the landing. (laughs) <laughs> um, all of this stuff is great mm. it's just in the end I don't think it should have been a three hour movie so really like uh, your only issue with this movie is is the pacing yes okay. so the beginning where Gordon brings him into the mayor gets killed and they're bringing him to the to, into the crime scene and he's slowly walking through all the cops yeah. and the cops are slowly realizing oh my god why is he here you're like, just enter the room already. <laughs> no, because at that no? point... So here's the question. Here, here's the real problem. At that point in the movie, it was still setting things up. And it was that was the first hour of the movie. Yeah. I'm saying at some point, the pace has to quicken. I thought it did get It quicker. didn't. Not in my opinion. No, I, I literally thought... left the theater for 10 minutes and didn't lose any of the movie. Because that's how slow it was, in my opinion. Yeah, you got up to use the restroom, and when you came back, they were still mostly talking about what they the were The only thing I the... missed was the unmasking of the Riddler. I came back when he was in the cell talking to Batman. Right. But to and me... just when they started talking. I'm to... like, okay, so that means I, I missed them finding him, <clears throat> and I missed them pulling the mask off, and then jail cell. 
that to me yeah, is not a yeah. lot to miss if I'm only gone for 10 minutes because that's how slow it was. Now, if it were faster paced, I could have lost a whole bunch. Like if I had missed the whole jail cell scene because the pace was quicker from the point when they collected him to the demasking to that, I could have lost a lot, but it wasn't paced fast enough for me to lose anything. I, res- I respect your opinion, but it's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, all. No, it's, it's that's fine. Fine. I know. I get it. I mean, I'm I'm usually the one that's always talking about pacing and and how necessary it is in the film. So, so I, I I understand where you're coming from, right? Because I know that no matter how much I want to enjoy a film, if the pacing seems off to me, it really fucks a lot up. So I get it. I just in this instance, I I just don't necessarily agree. I, I love that it was slow. I love that it like I felt like it was. I felt engaged from start to finish in this movie, right? Like there, there was not for me a single point where I was like, Oh my God, like, can I look at my watch now? Like, I, I just, I, for me, I just felt like, I don't know. The thing that's beautiful about this movie. And we've already touched on it a couple of times for me is like, it didn't even have to be a Batman movie. This could have been a psychological thriller detective movie and it would have worked. It would have worked beautifully well, which was the original tent of the Batman character. He's a detective. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I love that they melded this together like that. It I just really wouldn't do. have been a Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, no. I play, it's like Adam said at the beginning. He said if if you like noir movies, then this yeah. is right up your alley. This this is not and, yeah, it's not a traditional Batman movie as in what we've gotten since yeah. uh nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, for and sure. I, I understand that. And that being said, I'm not a big fan of noir movies, so I thought it was too long as well. Mm. But I think it could have, I think a two and a half hours, I think would have been just right for it. I do think that, that a lot of the conversations that happen <clears throat> in, in between, in the lulls, you know, between uh, scenes where things were moving along, uh, it kind of reminded me of watching a mid-season Breaking Bad episode where I was just like, oh, okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those episodes. Because you had, it's what it's the same, same principle. You have scenes or episodes where things are moving along at a good pace and then things where, uh, parts where things slow down. So, but so all in all, I thought the movie I was I almost fun. went way off the rails and kind of defended breaking bad there for a minute but i'm not going to <laughs> oh I'm, I'm not saying breaking bad was terrible at all i liked it um it's just you know when when it goes when it slows down it slows down and that's no, kind of how i felt at parts in this movie but all in all i i thought the movie was fine it just uh I, so you know, have you guys ever seen the movie long for me have you guys ever seen the movie little miss sunshine no no yes yes so I didn't know this until I looked it up and was looking at the cast right now, like while we were doing this podcast. I knew that the guy that played the Riddler looked familiar. It's the that's the brother. That's the brother that ends up being colorblind. Oh, that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, but he's been acting a while. Okay, I've, I've I swear I've seen him in nothing, which is fine because the Riddler doesn't. You know, Edward, whatever they called him. It's enigma to me because that's funny. I think it's I think it's even again the choices that are made in the construction of this movie. I love that it was kind of like a a B list actor they got to play a serious villain. Yeah, because it his identity didn't matter. That's and that's what he was saying. I am the Riddler. Yeah, and I've passed this on to all these other people, and that was the catalyst to where Batman realized, oh crap. I'm not really helping this city. I'm just perpetuating the crap. And so that scene where he saves everybody in the water and then leads them out with the the flare is just like, it was so cool. The cinematography in this movie is so cool. The lighting. um, I, to me, the pace helped the actors be able to act some more instead of just, Hey, we got to go to the next scene real fast because this is fast and furious. And it wasn't heavy on CGI either. No, lots of practical stuff, which was cool. The um, the look of Gotham City was the coolest they've ever done. It didn't look like, hey, we kind of tweaked Chicago, or hey, this is completely fake in the background. It was like just a really good mix of real cities and super you know, depressing giant sets. And, <laughs> uh, 
like dark and disgusting looking and like you're like this is what Gotham City should look like just gross and gritty all the time yeah so this guy this director did War for the Planet of the Apes Dawn of Planet of the Apes Cloverfield oh well um, Circus was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes that's one of Giacano's music it makes sense so he's using people that he knows you like Sam Monkey Monkey he's Those also are the writer of films by the way <clears throat> He also directed and wrote several episodes of Felicity. I've never seen that, but he wrote this too. Apparently. Well, he he created. Oh, okay, he created Felicity. Mm. <laughs> oh, this is this is all he needs under his belt right here. He wrote Under Siege Two: Dark Territory. <laughs> what the heck is that? Under Steven Seagal. I saw the original Under Siege. Yeah, there was a second one. It was actually the pretty... second one. Pretty decent. Really? Yeah. Was what's his name in it? It was Seagal. Yeah, Seagal. Seagal was in it. Yeah. It was. It was set on a train. <laughs> oh, I did yeah, the train one. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember that. Gosh, I completely forgot that. The bad guy in that one. <laughs> where, where the villain, great. where the villain, like banged out the password on both keyboards simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> for some and for some impossible. reason in 1995 that was so fucking impressive. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Dude, that's impressive now. There's no way I can do that. That dude had some great lines, too. Who? St- Seagal? No, the bad guy. The bad guy. You Razor Ramon? <laughs> hey, Chico. Hey, yo. Yeah, he was the little computer nerd guy. Hey, can we talk about... Um, You, you guys Very mentioned girl. on it. Uh, what's his name? Colin Farrell's makeup. Yes. Dude. I did not that even know that Irish. was him. Know that? He's like Irish. Uh, gosh, I don't know how old he's got to be in his like, early 50s, I bet. Did you watch it? He had a recent Hot Ones episode. Yeah. It was really cool. Then he puts on like however much weight. They said it took two to four hours yep. for his prosthetics. And then he's like, hey, sweetheart. He's got this voice. You're like, dude, that guy's a, <sighs> a phenomenal actor. He's bullseye. That's who he is. But. Colin Farrell, well, I mean, Farrell, Farrell he, is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood, in my opinion. I yeah, will agree. The, I will agree with that statement. I, I didn't have much respect to him until I watched a movie he starred in called In Bruges. And mm-hmm. that was like a sleeper hit. But if you ever make the time in the next near future to watch that movie, it is one of the most like it's just a beautiful movie. It's fantastic. Basically, he he plays a character. He's a hitman, and he accidentally kills the wrong person, and like kills a kid, and he's just Whoops. all he's just all fucked up. Um, it's it's a fantastic movie, but no, I was reading a little bit of trivia about this movie, and apparently, Colin Farrell to test out the makeup to see how good it was. He went to a Starbucks in that makeup, and <laughs> obviously, people looked at him because well, yeah, he's a freak. <laughs> he looks he looks disturbing as shit. But he said he said absolutely nobody in there like had any inclination or like any. That's like, awesome. Nobody knew who he was. Like he's like I got looked at. He's like, but the question is what when they asked him what do you want on your chai latte? What name do you want? What did you give him? <laughs> Oz. My name's Ozzy. Oswald. <laughs> I like that they called him Ozzy. That was that was a nice little. Different. I also I also like that I, I I mean this might piss off might have pissed off some of the purists. I don't know honestly I don't know like the the comic book history of the penguin character but I kind of like how he was like the fuck up 2 bit like hanger on bad guy in this. No, that's that's accurate. Is it? Yeah. That's how he was in Gotham. Yeah. Yeah, that's one reason I love Gotham. And that dude's from Columbus, Ohio, by the way. The guy who plays yeah, Penguin. Right. Um I I love Batman. I, I know a lot about Batman. I don't know if I'd call myself a purist because everybody can have a different vision, you know. Well there have been so many versions. How do you how do you call yourself a purist when he's had so many different That's you know, true portrayed so many different ways over the years? The, the characters nineteen thirty nine. I mean mm-hmm. It's him and Superman and like Wonder Woman and Captain America, like the four oldest. <laughs> you can't really screw it up. There's always new ways to do yeah. it. Um, let's talk about Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Jeffrey Wright. 
Dude, that guy could read the phone book to me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where they were, um, they'd gotten Batman in the. You know, you're working with the Watcher. <laughs> not the watch, the Watcher, not the Watchmen. Yeah, right. Because they're different. <laughs> watcher. Er. That scene where um, they have Batman in the uh, cage. And yeah. Gordon's like, just give me a minute with him. And he gets in real close. Yeah. Like, hey, you, need to, you need to hit me. You're going to have to walk out that door. <laughs> like, this is so cool. <laughs> He's like, man, you could have you could have lightened up that. Punch yeah, you could you could have pulled back on that punch a bit. He's like I, I did. Oh, <laughs> that there's another thing about the uh, actual Batman character I wanted to mention. No voice anything like he didn't. He didn't make his voice sound like this. He didn't yeah, have it was any, just uh, him talking. Yeah. Yeah. He was just, I'm just gonna steadily talk like this. So that no one would ever like figure out who his voice is because he just was flatlined the whole time. I, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, what did you guys crazy. think of Carmine Falcone and John Turturro? That was great. Dude, Anytime I, him, I see like, John Turturro on the screen, I'm like I'm in. I'm just, I'm all in. He, that's such a serious role for him, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he nailed it. He nailed it. Like, you wanted to smack that guy. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to look up. I thought, I thought Jeffrey Wright did the narration for a video game called Braid. Braid? Yeah. I've never heard I think of this is the game. <laughs> Maybe this isn't it. I don't remember. But there's a guy that narrated a, a video game that I played. I liked it really well. I sounded just like him. Interesting. Anyway. Okay, Jared, I do have a, a little bit of a complaint on the movie. Ready? Okay. Andy Serkis' Alfred was great, but he yeah. wasn't in it enough. Agreed. Yeah. The, the scenes he were in, he... The scenes he was in. <laughs> the scenes he ran. <laughs> um, that Smeagol, he's a really good butler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the scenes he were in. I'm, oh pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you just titled this episode. Whoa, Smeagol, references. That Smeagol, he's a really good butler. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have for me. Um, yeah, the scenes that he actually was in were awesome, but I could have used even if it was just one last one at the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, where they're Agreed. like doing something in the manor. I don't know. I'm sure I mean I know they're gonna be still a hospital at the end, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah, and I just assumed he's probably still recovering and you know yeah. Batman's helping recover with the city. Because he damn near got blowed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This movie is definitely getting a sequel. Like that's confirmed. And it's getting two spinoff series on HBO Max. No shit. Yep. Oh. One is about the Penguin, so that'll be interesting. That will be interesting. I don't know if it'll be like the uh, crossover between the the two movies, sort of what has The other show is called Welcome Home, Alfred. Uh, the other show... <laughs> so it's just that the older lady... Find out what happens when six butlers get in one house. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. One of them but, works for Batman. I'm Batman. There you go. Um, the other one is apparently about Arkham somehow. I don't know. Nice. So maybe a maybe a Joker and Riddler story. I, I don't. I don't know. I guess the question now would be: if they're going to bring the Joker in, is it going to be the Jared Leto Joker, or no. is it going to be somebody else totally oh, different? God, I hope not. I bet it's different, and and I bet it's a uh, it's a buddy cop. Like him and Riddler together. Why else have that scene where they're like, "Oh, we're friends now." <laughs> Speaking of scenes, did, did anybody pick up any? Too. Did anybody pick up any meaning for that little? I like I told you, it wasn't and and it wasn't an in credit scene per se. It was just that little sequence at the end where it like was like goodbye, and then something else popped up. Yeah, I yeah. barely saw it, and I just went. It's oh, it was, I the credits for that. <laughs> So I didn't sit through the credits because Joe told me not to. So as soon as it was over, I was like, bye, I got to pee. Um, <laughs> but apparently it goes to a website, Al Rada or whatever. And mm -hmm. there's actually like, it's like a 
a discourse between Riddler and somebody on the on the computer, like it was in the movie. Gotcha. Because he always said goodbye at the end of all those different things. Because he's weird. Uh, yeah. So not much there. I'm I'm kind of cool with you know DC. They don't have to just completely copy Marvel, you know, and have mid credit scenes and end credit. Like just let Marvel do that. Especially if your movie's three hours. Yeah. I don't need any more. Like, say it in the movie. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys got anything else to say? If not, I'm going to do trivia. Let's do it. Do it! Forever hmm. hold your peace. Yo, pieces. Oh. <laughs> That's not holding it. Okay, well, I guess we're sort of... We liked this movie. As as a show, we're like oh, we liked it as a show. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Well, you and I loved it, and Jared and Dana mostly liked it. It'll it'll yeah, be I, one of those it it'll be one of those things like Iron Man three. I'll sit down and watch it at home, and I might like it more. But I don't know, man. I I I'm wondering. This almost feels like a big a big screen movie to me. Like I'm, I'm sure I'll still like it watching it from home. It's, it's a good movie, but it's quite this, the experience. This is definitely a movie I'm glad I saw on a big screen. Yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot to look at and try to absorb. And maybe that's why they tried to make it a slower pace, is because there's a lot to absorb in it. Yeah, and they're yes. trying to just let your brain sort of catch up instead of just force feeding you McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to hit all the Batman themes, so here's our theme for the background. Ready? Okay. These questions just yell your name out if you know. Ready? All right. Who, who created Batman? God. Well, I guess. Oh, I know this one. Sort um, of. Bob Dana. Kane. Bob Kane, yes. Bob Kane. According to Bob Kane, three sources inspired him to be Batman. Ready? Not him to be Batman, but to be Batman. <laughs> that would be even funnier if he was Batman. I'm Batman. Uh, On second thought, I think I'll just draw him. <laughs> there's a, a Leonardo da Vinci sketch of a man flying with bat-like wings. Oh, yeah. A 1930s yeah. movie titled The Bat Whisperer. Mm. And the mask hero Zorro and the Shadow. Okay. That's what inspired him. I can, yes. yeah, I, I can see that. Batman. Detective Comics, 1939. Good times. Okay, question two. What Batman villain formerly worked as a zoologist? A zoologist? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the Riddler? Uh, you have to say your name total... to call answer. Joe! <laughs> Joe! <laughs> yes, what would you like? Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess the Riddler. Wrong. I don't have, eh. Where's my buzzer? Womp womp. I don't have my buzzers now. I'm sorry. Fine. Uh, here's my buzzer sound. Ready? Okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Nothing? Take a guess. Um, I'm going to guess Clayface. Good guess, but... <laughs> Kirk Langstrom. Oh, uh, yes. That, Kirk that Langstrom. Is, okay. Don't bad. look these up. <laughs> <laughs> this is... What is wrong with you? Langstrom <laughs> was the man bat, wasn't he? Was the man bat? Yes. Oh, that, wow. This is this is the honor system. So now right. I'm gonna have to. I, Joe has negative one. Exactly. <laughs> Dana has I, one. Okay. I closed that window and I okay. managed to not close Steamyard too this time. Oh, good job. <laughs> Scientist Kirk Langstrom was employed as a zoologist at Gotham City Zoo. He experimented on a bat mutagen and it screwed himself up, turned him into the man bat. Which is actually sounds corny, but it's actually a pretty cool villain. So, so Morpheus is a a complete ripoff of that. M Mobius, yes. Mobius, I mean Morpheus. Morpheus, that's a uh, different <laughs> entirely. Well, Mobius is a vampire. This guy was just like, like a bat. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I Morpheus is I know kung fu. Show me, you know. <laughs> Morpheus. Yes. Mobius. Okay. Next question. The original Batgirl was related to what? Familiar Batman character. Ooh. Um, I oh, don't know. Dana. Dana, Jim, go. Jim, Jim Gordon. <laughs> what? I thought she was his daughter. 
Yes, she is her daughter. His daughter. Anyone else? Yes? So she was somebody else before that. She was somebody else's daughter. <laughs> no. Also, <laughs> Joe, Joe has negative two. No, he... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're confusing the shit out of me. He said Jim Gordon's daughter, you farted him, and mm-hmm. then you said she's somebody... She said... You said she's somebody else's daughter. Yes. Right? No. No. <laughs> Fart <laughs> I got negative three. Oh, God. <laughs> hip-hop, the original. Hip-hop anonymous? Hip, hip-hop. Oh, you give him all the easy ones. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you want some chocolate? Hey? Anyway. The original yeah. Batgirl. The original Batgirl was Betty Kane, who is the niece of Batwoman, Kathy Kane. Ah. The second, the newest Batgirl, is Barbara Gordon. So, Dana was... Right on a Batgirl, but not All the right. original Batgirl. So Jared is sitting at zero and silence. I've got negative three, and Dana has 0.5. So, <laughs> no, yeah, Dana has one I and a half. One. Jared has zero, but he's beating you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Okay, here's the next question. Ready? What was Alfred's original last name? Molina. Pennyworth, obviously, is what his name is now. Did you say Molina? Yeah. <laughs> You're back at zero. I was going to say, is that, a, is that an answer? Cause, no, because uh, I didn't say my name first. Oh, that's right. Oh, semantics. Simon didn't say. <laughs> hey, Jared is um, awake. Alfred, Alfred. I have no idea. I've always known it was Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Not to begin with, it wasn't. Anyone else? Ready? Three, two, one. Okay. Uh, Batman 16 of April, May 1943. Alfred's original name was Alfred Beagle. (laughs) Wow. Beagle? And they changed it to Pennyworth because that sounded more British. Hmm. Why they named it to Beagle? That's weird. Beagle was the name of a very popular British warship. He was played so by Smeagol. Smeagol the Beagle. Smeagol the Beagle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, what? That's not a question. <laughs> yeah, fart yourself. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just read it wrong. Who was the first Batman supporting character to be introduced? Here's a hint. He was in the movie. Tails. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I did have a preview for Tails, but nope. Now you got yeah, yeah. I had a preview for it, too. I can't believe they're making yeah, a second too. one of those. Ugh. I also um, had a preview for all the DC movies coming out in 2022. Yeah. You guys get that? It started so, off with Batman footage, too. Wait. And I was like, are we seeing a trailer for the movie we're here to see? So yeah. I Batman's very first sidekick. Supporting character. Supporting character. Okay, well, Joe. Uh, Detective Joe. Gordon. Yes! Oh, sweet. I got negative Good two. Job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Windows we have negative two now. Good job. Sweet. I'm going to make Mama <laughs> proud. Yes, uh, Aquaman, Flash, Shazam, and the Batman all this year. Crazy. Shazam? Go you mean Black up. Adam? I mean Go Black f- Adam, yeah. I keep saying Shazam because... Shazam 2 is next year. Black Adam's racist. Go fuck another fish. He is half black, you know. Yeah. Um, who produced and directed the 1964 film Batman Dracula? Well, <laughs> you guys will never get this. So just, no, just, get just go ahead and read the answer. I have no idea. Hans Holbrook. <laughs> is that an official? No. Because I don't want to be back down at negative three. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is smart. Batman Dracula is a black and white film produced and directed by Andy Warhol without what? permission of DC Comics. No wow. shit. Wow. The film was screened at Warhol's art exhibits and thought to have been lost to the to the sands of time, um, but apparently in 2006 it like resurfaced. And the doc in some documentary they were doing about Jack Smith, who was the title role. Hmm. I'm like, I, I did not know that. 
I've like I'm, I never knew Andy Warhol was ever involved. Yeah, go well, illegally. Can'ts. Yeah, so I thought uh, mm. that was very interesting. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sound effect me up so much. Because it's amazing. Okay, it is. you guys might know this one. I don't know. It's kind of hard. What alias does Batman often use when working undercover? Johnny Treehorn. Let me take a point off. Jackie Treehorn treats objects. Jack, like Jackie, Jackie Treehorn, that's it. <laughs> I'm here to fix Dinah Cable. I am the expert. <laughs> <laughs> Done talking about Sonic oh, the Hedgehog. Matches Malone was the name of a small-time criminal that Batman would often pretend to be. Interesting. And that's from comics and some of the cartoons and stuff like that. Matches Malone. That sounds like a cool Malone. name. Yeah, he'll like not shave for a while and go on. Hey man, how you doing? You need some matches. I'm Matches Malone. You need a match. I'm your man. Uh-huh. All right, ready? Who is Dr. Jervis? Oh. Oh. Uh, I know this. Uh, Dana. D- Dana, yes. Mad Hatter? Oh, good job. Wow. That's back, back to one and a half. He was a big character in Gotham, and the guy yes. who played him was just like perfect psycho, like weirdo. The Mad Hatter was inspired by Alice in Wonderland. You don't say. Yes, uh, you don't say. He used a mouth. Start at the beginning, and when you get to the end, stop. <laughs> he often wore a giant green hat that looked oversized <laughs> because he would put his mind control devices up there. Yeah. Because he's a psycho. That's what happens when they don't work. Okay. Here's a fun one. You guys will probably know this one. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what character did Vincent Price play in the 1960s Batman TV series? Oh, Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's not Penguin. I know it's not Joker. Or just Meredith. Right. And Cesar, what's his name? Uh, Joe, you don't know this? I'm going to guess the Riddler again. Negative three. Well, you didn't say your name. Okay. Um, Jared? I like turtles. Thank you, Jared. Jared went to go get something to eat. No. The pacing of this podcast episode is way off. No, I wanted to. I wanted to know, and I didn't. I wanted to know, so I knew I was going to cheat. So I just went. I went. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> was it Mr. Freeze? It was Egghead. Come on, guys. Oh, all right. Oh. Jeez. Because as soon as he said Vincent Price, I was thinking Joker, and then I'm like, no. Oop. And I don't remember who it was, so I was like, I'm going to look it up. I want to know now. I love when Cesar, Cesar Romano, I think, was the Joker. Cesar yeah. Yeah. That cast, dude. That cast, so good. Mm. Eartha Kitt as Catwoman, so good. Frank Frank Gorshin was the Riddler. Frank Rizzo? (laughs) No. No, not at all. (laughs) All those people are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Okay, ready? A couple more questions. Okie dokies. Bruce Wayne's parents died outside of what theater? Uh, so far, Dana is winning, by the way. By one and a half? <sighs> Two. By one and a half, yes. Come on, Jared, you can do it. I have no clue. Sonic Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think here. I don't know. Do it. It's something like, it's something like, like one of the minerals. Um, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> The Monarch Theater. I'm sorry. Mm. You're so close. Bomb, bomb, bomb. How much was I think that's changed over the years, too, the name of it. 
I can't accurately say that one way or the other. Yeah. But I don't know why they would. I, I think that at one point it was called Park Row Theater. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Batman. So how much Next. did Jack Nicholson pay, get paid to play the Joker in the 1989 Batman? $1 billion. I'm going to say that it's probably absurdly low amount of money. I mean, he was a megastar back then, but I think yes, he, want, he, he wanted to do the project. Yes, those are both yeah. true. You guys we also had to put up with all the prosthetics. Yes, yes. Give Joe. It. Come on. Yeah, there you go, Joe. $1 million. Okay, $1 million for Joe. Just give me a number, Jared. $2. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> this is <laughs> not the price, price is right. right. <laughs> it's not the price is right. Price is wrong, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Tree fitty. <laughs> Dana? $10 million. Okay, $10 million. That's way better guy. <laughs> oh, well, they paid him. You're all wrong. Huh? <laughs> Especially Jared. He's wrong twice. <laughs> there you go. How much did they pay him? So, he was supposed to get paid uh, his... Uh, he, he, he apparently... It, during that time, got $10 million for just about every film that he did. He wow. did it for $6 million because he wanted to do it. He wanted to be a part of the project. But on top of that, he got a percentage of merchandise sales. Oh, shit. Oh. Ended up being well over $100 million. <laughs> so he did, he, did the, he did the smart Harrison Ford thing. No. Yeah. Harrison Ford and uh, Robert Downey Jr. did that with Iron Man. Yeah. You got like 1% of everything ever. <laughs> it's like, dude. Oh, so awesome. I thought that was interesting. So that's why he didn't have to work forever. That's wild. Yeah. Hey, last question. Ready? Yes. Which of these bat villains was introduced first? Ooh. Mr. Freeze, the penguin, the Riddler, or Catwoman? And I obviously picked this question because we got three of those in this movie. Introduced first. Joe. Yeah. The Riddler. Okay. You can all guess. How about that? Then I'll tell you. Uh, my guess was Riddler too. Because mm -hmm. it, it, it I wanted up. to I wanted to say Catwoman, but we're we're dealing with the Mr. Past Freeze. And, right. And I, it, and I they probably would not have so done it. When it first started out, there was a heavy detective element, so the Riddler seems to me to be the natural choice. Yes. Okay, so Dana is Riddler your final answer there? As Dana said, there was a heavy dick element back then. Yeah. <laughs> dick Grayson. Is, is are those your final answers? Yes. Two Mr. Riddlers and one Mr. Freeze. And we're it was Catwoman. <laughs> what? God! <laughs> Catwoman was introduced in Batman number one in the spring of 1940. Wow, good for them. Penguin was introduced in 1941. Riddler was introduced in 1948. Wow. Big gap. And Mr. Freeze was 1959. Thank you for playing our game. I guess Dana wins with one and a half. When was the Joker introduced? <laughs> I don't know. 60s? I don't know. Let me look. It's running. <laughs> 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 I would watch soccer if I heard that more when people got scored goals instead of the mm -hmm. ba -ba -ba -ba. It was... <laughs> <laughs> I would be a major soccer fan <laughs> oh. 1940 okay Enhance. whoa wait 1940 that means that he was before Catwoman because you said Catwoman was 1941 he wasn't one of the choices anyway. Oh, that's true. He wasn't a choice. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to pick the ones from the movie. The movie. Was, I do have to say, uh, I, do have to say I, I liked uh, I liked Zoe Kravitz's uh, depiction of Catwoman. And I will also say, I was kind of, I don't remember which one of you said it, but I think it was Dana, said that it seemed like Catwoman was kind of shoehorned into this movie. As in mm -hmm. this, like, no, not, not. 
you thought you were afraid of that being the case oh, when oh. you said it. Um, I was afraid of that being the case too, but again, it fit really well. Yes. Um, I had one more thing about the movie. It. And this was not in the movie, but this is what I gained after watching it. I thought, um, was the Riddler the son of that corrupt press guy who was trying to get Thomas Wayne? I don't, uh, I don't know. I I was thinking that too at some point, but then again, I left never... for ten minutes, and I don't know if they ever said that. So. No, they didn't. They didn't. Okay, so That'd I didn't. Cool. I didn't actually lose anything. But it made it seem like that, like Riddler was, he was so accurate on all the other guys who were corrupt, yeah. and yet Thomas Wayne wasn't really corrupt. You know. He went to Falcone and then he was like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down. And that's why he ended up getting killed. So I so he was sort of inaccurate when it came to that. And I thought, is this just because he's trying to get like avenge his dad his or something? Because his dad obviously worked for Maroney. It was just like, oh. I thought that was a cool little part that they never really went into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure more will be revealed. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Also, the kid. I wonder if the kid is going to be one of the uh, uh, the kid that um, the mayor's kid. I can't remember yeah. what the mayor's name. Um, he's Mitchell. Gonna, like he's going to go bad. He was Mitchell. Mitchell. Okay. I wonder if he's yeah he's either going to go bad and become a villain or go good and like be one of the one of the Robins or something. Mm. That might be fun. Possible. No Robin. No Robin. <laughs> no more dicks. Oh. <laughs> They're not all named Dick. Obviously. One is uh, I mean, Jason and Tim are the other two. Yes. Tim Drake. Jason. I, I have seen oh. Titans, so yes, I do realize there are more than one. Yes. It's Benedict. <clears throat> Question is, is their name is not all Dick, but they are both Dicks. Oh, at least in the TV show. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I don't have hot news because I made a game, so. <laughs> now we don't need hot news. Here's your hot it's... news. It's um Sunday. Well, I mean, yeah, it's hot news. <laughs> you gave you gave some hot news. There's gonna be two spinoffs from this. Two shows. Oh yeah, that's true. On HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And DC is finally getting her shit together and putting out good stuff. Yeah, that's great. It really is. Aquaman 2 looks awesome. Shazam looks, I don't know. Black Adam. Sort of good. Black Adam. (laughs) Black Shazam. Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker, we'll talk about that one. Yes. And um, uh, the Flash movie is obviously going to be a man. It's the DC multiverse of madness, basically. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, and his his wait, favorite wait. color may or may not be teal. We didn't know. <laughs> of course it is. Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> oh, All right. Thank God. Once we get to that. I'm playing my last theme as the outro. If you've never watched the animated series, dude, go watch it. Amazing. Fantastic. How many seasons is it? Five or six, I think. There's too many different spin-offs. Is it on Jared Flix? No. It's on HBO Max. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. They own DC. The animated Batman stuff? Yeah. All right. What are they, like 21-minute episodes? Yeah. All right, cool. Dude, they're so good. And interesting factoid... That animated series started with a black piece of paper. Interesting. And that's what they started drawing on. It's like one of the only shows to ever, or it's definitely the first one to ever do it. That's why it looks so dark. Because it is. That's crazy. It saved a lot of ink. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of series, um, mm-hmm. I was going to start, I was going to fire back, S, uh, fire SG1 back up, and they removed it from Hulu. Huh. No. Oh, um, it's on Plex. It is on Plex. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's all my DVDs that were 
so they're they're DVD quality. They're not perfect, but yeah, they're good enough. Yeah, yeah, because they had the uh, they had the the Redux ones on Hulu there for a while, mm. but they pulled them down. They still got Atlantis, but they pulled down the original SG one, which makes me wonder if uh, there's movement with that project. I hope I I, I hope so so much. One of my favorite <clears throat> shows ever. Because I think that there's a theme that we can definitely pick, and this is not for the podcast. This is just talking before I hang up or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it is. It seems like there's a theme lately where when shit kind of like quietly disappears from streaming services and then something else comes out or somebody else owns it, like there's that usually signifies some kind of movement. Uh, All of the um, Netflix series for Marvel are gone. Yeah, they're on Disney Plus in a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah. And and S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be there with them. Okay, let me ask this, honestly. Yeah. Is is that, at this point, with Phase 1 completely over and, like, all the, you know, 10 years of movie, is it is it worth sitting down and watching S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, um, no, Damon would say no. Because Damon hated it. It's, it had a rocky start, but it, in, the, in the beginning there, it was tied into Winter Soldier and Dark yeah. World. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of other shows that I really need to watch, like SG1. Yeah. I need to get through that, and I want to get through that because I'm really. The thing with um, Agents of Shield was the last, probably the last season, because the, the the penultimate season, the next to last season was about like an alternate universe. It was weird, but the last season um, tied into without saying it tied into sword yeah it's and going into space so we could see characters from that show in phase four movies especially yeah. with you know the multiverse but yeah. it's it's an interesting show especially for you know if you like comic books it's got some pretty good writing and acting at times the first two three seasons are a little slow but you know it's still fun if you're gonna compare it it's have to cho- choose between SG one and this, you pick SG one over just about any show <laughs> because that show is brilliant. It is. It's it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> Every episode I watched of that show, I'm just like astounded that it was made it's, back it's, when it was made and still yeah, so damn good. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Oh, we're done now. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.